0: Ah, Hello to you, South (laughs) Australia. Great day for you, company. Four minutes past the nine o'clock. She's a beautiful Saturday morning, mid-September, and we've already had one prelim final, one and done. The Brisbane Lions out of the race. There's three teams left. The
1: former skipper of the Brisbane Lions, Tommy Rockliffe, joins us right now. Hello, Tommy. How you going? Yeah, not uh, the result the Brisbane Lions were looking for. Not a beautiful morning out there either, Tomo. It's blowing, cold, good. 12 degrees, rain's coming in. And, and I must I must agree with that opener. It's much better and much improved with Travis <laughs> Oh,
0: yes. Just yeah. keeps his stories nice and sharp. How old are you, Hetty? How are
1: you? Good,
2: good. Yeah, like Rocky said, be a few blokes wake up this morning hoping for blue skies or the grand finals around the corner and just... A couple might have a little sleep in. be the only way they get up for this morning. But um, no, the footy was good last night. I think Geelong are home and host. Hetty, uh, seriously, what, what you will come to learn here about the
0: Dead Set Legends is we turn it on weather-wise because I think the sun's coming out in the next hour. Rocky, you've got to
1: agree with me. Yeah, normally a uh, Saturday morning, it's beautiful in yep. here and I think it'll clear up. Hopefully, there's a AFLW game down at Albert and Oval. Yep. Grand Finals everywhere. Div 1 mm. of the Adelaide Footy League. That's it. Sandville Grand Final tomorrow. So a huge weekend of sport.
0: Yep. Should be absolutely brilliant. We're opening up the phones after 10.30. You've brought something to the table here, Hetty. We're talking about weird injuries because someone that you played, obviously for the English cricket team, Johnny
2: Bairstow, gone under the knife this week. Yeah, Johnny slipped <laughs> over. So we've got a bit coming up and I've got a couple of nice stories about some of our local heroes.
0: Ah, I love that. The Geelong Football Club, way too good last night. Rocky's going to tell us how they got it done. Brisbane out of the race. 104.7, Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Morning, Adelaide. Triple M. Nine minutes past nine o'clock for your Saturday morning. 104.7 on the dial. And we're also on listener as well. It's the dead set legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Tomo, and Travis Head joins us for the next month, which is absolutely superb.
3: It has been all one way in the prelim final. Joel Selwood will captain
0: his way through to the grand final. The Cats have dominated here in the prelim. 18-12, 120 to 7-7, 49. It's all Geelong. They're in the grand final. You put the knockers on Brisbane when you tipped in
1: midweek rock. What happened, mate? <laughs> yeah, well, I thought they'd have no fear going down there. I, I was, I think, tipping with my heart. Yep. Uh, Geelong have been the best team for the season. There's no doubt about that, but... Brisbane uh Brisbane unfortunately didn't show up. They potentially played their grand final the week before against Melbourne, got the job done, but that was the game last night was all over at half time and had Tom Hawkins kick straight uh, towards the back end of that second quarter. They they would have been further further behind but it was a demolition job they've had Thirty scoring shots to fourteen, and and they filled up uh, Brisbane those scoring shots late in the game. It was Paddy Dangerfield set it uh, right from the start? He, he was on fire in that first quarter, first ten fifteen minutes. He had eight disposals, kicked a couple of goals, and and really got him going. And then Tom Hawkins in the front half as well. And Joel Salwood was just mentioned in, in that opener. What what a career he's yeah. had. If he, if he does decide to hang him up after the grand final, we're not sure what he's going to do, but. I think he his win rate is something ridiculous, like 60 or 70%. He's, he's missed finals once in mm. his career out of 16 years. He's been captain for 250-odd games. He's an absolute champion of the game. There was a moment last night where it just summed, summed him up and summed, summed the game up. They, they went down the middle from a kick-in. Geelong Selwood went back with the flight one-on-three won the footy, got it to ground, and then Geelong went forward and kicked the goal. I think Hawkins finished kicking the goal. So I just summed up Geelong. That they're, they're exceptional. They're, everyone talks about the turnover game, um, and, and that's what they play now. They've changed their style a little bit. They don't get scored against when they turn the footy over, but then they score heavily when they turn the footy over against the opposition. So uh, it, it, it sets it up for a really good game tonight and then an exceptional grand final. In the past, mm-hmm. the, the team that's had the easier prelim have battled in the grand final, mm-hmm. uh, believe it or not, because they've sort of got through a little bit easier, where the, the harder grand final, uh, gener- uh, the prelim, prelim. final generally play better in the grand final. So it sets it up beautifully. Just touching
0: on Selwood there. So that was his 39th final last night, which equaled the record of Michael Tuck. So he'll play his forty, So he'll have the record of 40 finals, I should say, not grand finals, but 40 finals, which is incredible. But can you remember a more dominant team in recent years,
2: Hedy? No, not at all. And I think that, that just proves that the guy at the top who's leading him, um, geez, it'd be a nice way if he was to go out. I think a lot of Ge- Geelong fans wouldn't want to see him go out. I just love how they've done it. They've done it a different way. They've rested throughout the season. Guys playing different positions. Talk about it was a Patrick Dangerfield show last night. Yeah. And I think that as Geelong fans um, Patrick, for Dangerfield fans, the way he's gone this season, you want 't firing right now, don't you? And they don't look like they're going to miss.
1: And if you cast your mind back to the pre-season, I think everyone, or, or a lot of footy experts, I certainly did. I'm not a footy expert, but I certainly thought they'd slide this yep. year. I didn't think they'd improve. I didn't think they'd be competing for a grand final again. I thought their time had come and gone. Their, their older players had got that just over the hill. But those older players just perform week in, week out. Isaac Smith's performing. Tom Hawkins performs. Dangerfield's come back. We know he's had his injuries this year. Mitch Duncan's reliable. Selwood, Stewart. They're just so complete across across the field at the moment.
0: Oh, and if you are a Geelong supporter, you must be absolutely stoked with this because what they've done is they've rebuilt on the go. Do you know what I mean? They haven't gone back to the to the draft and bottom out like a couple of the clubs have and gone right down and then sort of you know chance their arm a bit if you know what I mean. They've done it on the go and they're consistent. I oh, see, give me give me that every year, Rock, for a chance to play prelim finals and grand finals every year and rebuild the list
1: rather than go back to the well. Give me that any day, every supporter would want that i think as i said before i think joel Selwood's played 16 years i think i'm pretty sure it's been 16 years 16 or 17 years yep. he's missed finals once yeah so you take that as a supporter and they've always been competitive even in those years where they haven't won the grand final i think they've won three they've been to a couple of grand finals didn't get the job done but they're thereabouts and a credit to them but it sets it up for tonight as well or this afternoon who takes on geelong in the grand final and it's going to be a different grand final to what we got last night because Brisbane just did not show up. They, yep. Their pressure was not there. They they looked completely different to the week before. So they'll be bitterly disappointed with what they dished up last night. But they've got to go back now, rebuild again, and try and climb back up the ladder. But very exciting for Geelong.
0: Just a quick one on Brisbane before we move on. Love both of your thoughts here. Is it a
1: pass mark for them? I think it is. I think uh, they've gone. They've achieved a fair bit this year. They finished fifth on the ladder. They've gone to a prelim final. They've broken their hoodoo at the MCG when they haven't won there since 2014. They took the demons after they'd been belted twice by Melbourne and, and took it up to them and got the job done. I think so. And I think they, they mentioned last night that Chris Fagan will be extended for a couple of years. Your thoughts, Eddie?
2: Yeah, I think they'll have a lot of confidence in what they were able to do in Melbourne. Personally, as a guy who just sits back and doesn't know. A great deal about footy is yeah. that they look like they're, they're really good at home. They yeah. own the Gabba, and the question mark will be around Melbourne. So, yes, they would love to be playing next week. Yes, they'd be very disappointed with the result, but I think there's a lot moving forward for them.
1: A, a pass mark, I think we're, we judge teams hardly. If you don't win a grand final or make it to a grand final, a lot of people think you don't make it, but yep. to get to a prelim in an 18-team comp is a super effort.
0: Yep, they won two finals, no doubt about that. 104.7 Triple M, it's the Dead Set Legends. Triple A one hundred and four point seven on the dial. We're also on listener as well. It's the Dead Set Legends, Tom Rockcliffe, Tomo, and Travis Head joins us for the next month, which is brilliant, Jay-Z Clark. We're going to catch up with him before 10 o'clock this morning, and good luck to everyone competing in local grand finals today. Yeah,
1: speaking of grand finals, though, Tomo, you oh, played yeah. in one last week. Yep. Uh, I haven't heard the result. I haven't <laughs> spoken to you all week. I'm not sure whether you got the job done.
0: I think you know the result, mate. We unfortunately went down by three points. Oh, um, yeah, no. not, not quite good enough. Uh, down by that three or four goal at three-quarter time. We decided to rock up in the last quarter, and uh, the ball sort of lived in our forward 50, which makes it even more painful, to be honest, Rock. But um, no, nah, not quite good enough. And uh, yeah, Acker were too good for the day, so they ended up winning the flag.
1: And the best thing about grand finals, whether you win, lose, or draw them, well, you can't draw them, you go to no, extra time, right. or you play the week after. Yes, is the festivities after it, Travis? And, and we've spoken to you after you've won, <laughs> won a yeah, trophy overseas. Side. Yes. You're on the winning side of it, but a good silly Sunday, and there'll be plenty of people out there celebrating silly Sunday this week after all the energy you've put in the season. Brisbane will be starting theirs today. Yes. How did yours go last week?
0: Well, ours was solid. So, so usually you have the Saturday night, which is always a bit of fun. Then you got the Sunday, and then you know if the real go was going Monday as well, Hedy, If you know what I mean. But Saturday night ended up quite interesting. I woke up on Sunday morning in a van, which is a, <laughs> which is a great start. So I just not the divvy van. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Back of the clink.
3: <laughs> nah, yeah. In
0: a van around the Oval. So, you know, that was, and then proceedings were on for Silly Sunday. So we had this kit sorted from a long way out, but uh, a, a few people just started rolling into the Oval, you know, bacon an exit 10 o'clock oh, on a Sunday yes. morning Beautiful. with a, yes. just a, quiet, a couple
2: of quiet ones. And um,
0: someone uh, rocked up as Travis Head
2: i noticed that. And signed, And Alex Carey's signature on it as well. So it's good to see it's not in the pool room and it rolls out on a Sunday morning. It's
0: just rolled out. One of the boys was dressed up as Travy Head. There was a lot of different outfits, but um there was there was one. so I was I was a part of a three. Uh three amigos. They were the of best thing. ones
2: as well. You rated this, didn't you? I rated you? the joint we're ones, st- yep. the joint team ones.
0: Yep.
1: So you three all slept in the back of a van together? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Three blokes. Yep, yep. Okay. No worries at all. Dressed with each
0: other. Nice mattress. And then so we rolled out and got dressed up together. Okay. okay. So we went, because one of my mates is, uh, he's, he's not looking in the best of shape, if I'm being honest, in terms of his hair and his uh, his beard, and uh, <laughs> he'd be about 31 kilos dripping wet. So we thought he'd be a, a good one to dress up as uh, Marv from Home Alone. Oh, yes. Okay. And now I've got another good mate of mine who's, who's sort of short, bald, has a nice little beard as Harry. So Harry, Marv, and I dressed up as Kevin McAllister. The, the Wet li- Bandits. The, <laughs> wet band- the, wet band- the Wet Bandits. That's it. <laughs> Well, you are only three foot tall, so <laughs> so we dressed up as that, and then it got interesting. So we rolled down to the to the local pub, and um, there was some. And I'm very happy this didn't go ahead. And mind I say, it definitely didn't go ahead. But there was some talks of me maybe hopping on the uh, hotel roof with some with, with some with some bricks, some bricks, like like Kevin does <laughs> in Home Alone Two.
1: Okay, kid, you want to throw bricks? Go <laughs> ahead, throw another
3: one.
2: Love <laughs> well, the paint can swinging from the bar yeah, yeah, and all sorts it. going on. We
0: nearly got the blowtorch yeah. out and knocking off his noggin. <laughs> yeah.
2: The door handle of the pub hotel is a thousand degrees as you come into
0: the hotel. No, nah, we had a whole heap of fun, and good luck to everyone else doing silly Sunday and uh, Mad Monday this weekend in local footage.
3: Okay, kid, you want to throw bricks? Go ahead, throw another one. <laughs>
1: This motorsport
0: update with Rusty is brought to you by Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Ah, uh, Time to talk to this man. He is flying with his podcast. It is Rusty's Garage Podcast. You can get it for free on the Lister app. Hello to you, Rusty.
4: Legends, good morning.
0: Hey, mate. Supercar send-off, uh, Puwoki was epic. A fairy tale win for
4: Shane Van Gisbergen. It was massive. So the Pukekohe track in New Zealand is uh, famous. You know, some of the best... Drivers in Formula One uh, came there. Final time ever for supercars at that venue, and very fittingly, after some great battles, um, you know, it finished with Shane van Gisbergen, the series leader, the proud Kiwi who comes from Auckland, winning the last ever race there, uh, and uh, the place just lit up. An, an electric atmosphere, sellout crowd, um, very very memorable weekend. And, uh, and sadly, we've now lost a, a great racetrack. It'll formally close to, to car racing next April. But that was the last supercars event there.
1: Yeah, very sad to see the uh, the end of that track. But there's been a lot of chat about the incident between Mark Winterbottom and Will Brown, is Will's car fixable, Rusty?
4: Mm. Full credit. Full cred. I mean, this has been one of the highest profile uh, incidents of the year. A bit of tension in the wake of, of that as well, when Mark Winterbottom went down to the garage and fans have got views um, either way on that. Um, but most importantly, uh, the Erebus team are going to repair that car. So it's it's underway. Um, full credit. Then there's going to be some late nights, and long hours. Uh, by that crew to get that car ready. Uh, Motorsport Australia are looking into, uh, the, you know, what happened in the aftermath um, of that. But the knock-on effect is it means that the wild card entry for Greg Murphy and Richie Stanaway, the third car uh, at Erebus, which may have been needed to, to replace Will's car if the damage was too bad... Uh, can go ahead. So the the Will Brown car is going to be repaired and it means that the Kiwi wildcard is on, which is tremendous.
2: Lovely. And Aussie Will Power, a great name for motor racing, wins his second IndyCar crown.
4: Pretty cool. Um, so, you know, he's won the Indy 500. He he won the title a few years back. But I think we saw a, a kind of cooler, more measured um, Will Power in this year's title fight. And it was a very, very competitive season. So to win another crown is a huge thing. He drives one of the, the legends, the icons in, in motoring and motorsport in Roger Penske. Um, awesome title for a, a, an Aussie to, to tick off. And guys, as we wrap things up this morning, Ford in Detroit um, unveiled the brand new, the seventh generation Mustang this week. And we are going to get Ooh, a yes. look at that car at Mount Panorama Bathurst this, uh, this, uh, this coming October ahead of the new generation three cars, which will hit the track next year.
0: Yeah, that's brilliant news, Rusty. Thanks so much, mate. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Thank you. That's rusty I see for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. 20 minutes away from 10 o'clock for your Saturday morning. It's the Dead Set Legends, 104.7 on the dial. And we're also on listener as well. Tom Rockliffe, Tomo, and Travis Head joins us for the next month. We belong together. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Stories from home and away.
1: What do you got for us, yes, Rob? Yes, well, we, uh, we know that I was supposed to go out to Balaclava races with uh, the Rush Hour team on Wednesday, but unfortunately, my wife, Shana, was crook as a dog, couldn't get out of bed, so I had to uh, stay at home, look after the boys, do the right thing, but... About I, time, Hedy. the boxes, yes. I, I <laughs> want to speak about Shana being the superstar of the family. Okay, that's, uh, that's what this segment's about. So, you know that I'm not very handy around the house, we've been over this, but... I had some weeds and some, some yard work that I had to do, and it's not a big yard at home, Hetty. It's not like yours. I've seen your mansion that uh, takes four days to uh, to fix up and mow the lawns and whatnot. hetty has
0: got a landscaper there full-time. Yeah, it's Here's incredible.
1: It's incredible. If you ever get the invite up there, you probably won't, Tomo, but no, it's, uh, it's stunning up there. Still Looks waiting over for it's the... to
0: reply to my text oh. on Thursday, right, <laughs> Adelaide.
1: Well, I, had weeds. I had weeds as high as Hetty. actually. They were about three foot tall, three and a half foot tall. But uh, so I did all the yard work and, and refilled Jack's sandpit because he's my son. He was his fifth birthday on Thursday, so happy birthday, Jack! But I, I filled up all the uh, the sand sandpit for him. So I'm lifting twenty twenty kilo, forty kilo sandbags into the backyard. No issue. Shana's crook in bed Wednesday. I do me back Wednesday, trying to pick the boys up after the lifting all these sandbags. So I can't move. I'm laying on on the deck for for. 48 hours, but I've been sleeping.
0: No, hang on, hang on. I think we
2: need to need, we need to go into, how do you do your back headache? And he just said, no issue as yeah. well. Pick the sandbags up, no issue. No issue. Until?
1: There was no issue Tuesday, so I'm feeling fine. I haven't done anything. If anyone's seen me around the streets of Adelaide, yeah. I've put on a fair Looking few. Looking like Ben Yeah, I've put on a fair few since I retired. I haven't done anything, but it, it caught up with me Wednesday. I went to pick <laughs> <laughs> went to pick Jack up and just bang, done it. Can't move, so Knocking I'm in agony. Pack. Calling the docs, like I need to get injections. I've I have had a bad back throughout my career, but um, anyway, last night this is what I want to get to. So she is the superstar of the family, my wife Shana. I'm I've been sleeping on the carpet for the last three nights because i can't get into bed it's too soft if anyone's done their back <laughs>
2: it's too soft i can imagine but, only imagine it no mate,
1: that'd be good for a back let's go on the, the carpet pig just spread the well, eagle on the floor snoring his ears off you you have to you have to sleep if you if you read andre agassi's book no. he, he spent half his career sleeping on the floor because it's just a bit firmer if okay. you've got a bad back you need really firm surface top okay mate, yeah. so i'm sleeping on there um Jack, Jack and Hugh, our other baby, who's, yep. who's won next week, believe mm. it or not. We've got a mad <laughs> September birthday month. They're all in bed. Shana's gone. I watched the footy, gone and put myself on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I've had some pain relief because I can't sleep um, at the moment with his back. It's, it's not <laughs> good it's whatsoever. Staring. But the young fella, Hugh, who's won, he's decided that, uh, I've woken him up because I'm snoring, yep. like just out of, it, out of it, and snoring. Woken him up, got up, spewed everywhere, all over Shana. So she's jumped in the shower, one o'clock this morning, cleaned oh. everything up, like just a disaster of a night. Gets you back blinked, gets back into bed. Yeah, rolled, she's rolled me onto my side uh. so that I stop snoring because when I'm on my back, yeah. I just let it go. <laughs> That's as what l- you want. As loud as anything. Wake up the whole house. And and Jack's jumped in bed with us as well. He sleeps in there. So one o'clock. She's rolled me on my side, decided nah, that's it. She's gone and slept in the other bed with uh with the baby, Huey. Oh, with Hugh. With Hugh. And then Jack's woken up an hour later, tears. Where's mum? Can't find mum. I'm on I'm Not on the deck.
2: We've rolled over and seen, Dad, yeah, that's
1: it. I'm on the deck. Starfish just cannot move. <laughs> she's come storming in. She's had to. Pull all the sheets off the bed because he spew everywhere. Taking him to the spare room. So this is just a shout out to my wife, Shana absolute superstar. Had to leave you this morning. Hopefully you had a bit of a sleep in, but I'm right. told you didn't. Mate, you had to leave this morning, and I will be very, very surprised if she's at home when you get there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's a dollar four to leave that joint. Yeah, it's
2: going to be an empty house when you get home.
0: <laughs> Triple M. 12 minutes away from 10 o'clock, 104.7 Triple N. This is the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Tomo and Trevi Head joins us for the next month. Boys, if you don't mind, got some double passes to give away. Eskimo Joe coming up after ten thirty, which would be fantastic. Opening up the phones, Eddie, with the weird injuries because you got you brought something to the table.
2: Yes, due, second weekend, so yeah, we've got a couple on the we- weird injuries. So yeah, a couple of funny ones.
0: Yep, we'll do that after ten thirty. But last night, Rocky, uh, not a great, great night for for Max Holmes. He, it seems like he's done his hamstring, but. I don't know, mate. Funny things happen in football and potentially could be up for, for the grand final.
1: Yeah, sorry, I called him Tom before. That yep. was my mistake uh, in the overnight scoreboard. Max, yeah, unfortunately did his hamstring. And as we know, once you do your hamstring, you're generally 21 days. So I'd imagine he'd find it hard to get up. Chris Scott tends to think he may be a chance. They're optimistic about it. so I. I um, it's like a, a an injury that's
0: absolutely going to rule him out. Um, they haven't given me the detail yet except that they're optimistic that he'll play. Uh, so it didn't look like that to me. So that was that made a good night better.
2: That, that seems staggering, doesn't it, Hedy? I think when, you, when you're running down the wing and you grab it, <laughs> I think that pretty much proves that you still come off sometimes with a string and you, the guys that feel niggles or a bit of tightness and you come off and you've got a grand final next week, you're 60 points up. Mm. If he thought he had a little bit of tightness, he would have just come off for a rub, but he grabbed it, and in the top corner,
1: you can see him just hobbling away to the boundary. So it doesn't look good for him. Even his reaction when he's laying on the boundary—he's yeah. banging the turf. He, yep. knows, he knows it's all. Done. He knows it's all over for him. Even if he has just nicked it a little bit, you're not going into a grand final not being able to run at 100. percent
0: So there's, and this is the thing, isn't it? And I don't know if it's if it's real or not. You've been involved with Clubland, Rocky, but hamstring awareness—is it something like that that you could you could sort of go with or not?
1: So, so there's a. For any, any listeners out there, if you ever hear hamstring awareness or whatnot, medical teams yep. are graded on injuries. Okay. Games missed through soft tissue and whatnot. So they don't like to say he's done his hamstring because then it goes down as a soft tissue injury game missed. If they say hamstring awareness, it's not actually a soft tissue injury. He's not missed because of the soft tissue. Right. So it's a cheeky way for the medical team just to get a little – tick on, uh, at the end of the year when they do their review and say, you know what, we did a good job, but, Mm. uh that there is a fair few games missed through hamstring, um, soft tissue injuries, but instead of awareness. That's the one the fans love,
2: isn't it? The managed, the rested, yep. or the injury. Yep. So you're ticking a few boxes there <laughs> and just <laughs> keeping everyone nice and happy, aren't you?
0: Yeah, for sure. And on Thursday night, uh, Stevie Johnson joined the front bar, which was fantastic. I actually watched this, I re-watched this a couple of nights ago. And here he is talking about in 2011, a lot of people would remember this, Rock. He was down and out with his knee and he ended up getting up for the grand final after a lot of work.
2: Uh, so nah, who, who would get- (laughs) Who's who's taking you through the the fitness test, mate? Well, that's Taylor Hunt there. And um, just before this, I'd had four injections just for the the fitness test in my knee um, to get up for that. And Taylor Hunt, who was a good mate of mine, he was, I think, about the third emergency in that game, but he's a good golfing buddy of mine. And I said to him, mate... Don't try and be a hero. Here. <laughs> right? You're not going to be playing next time. My good mate Shannon Burns was the first emergency, so he'd be first cab off the ranks. said, so don't be a hero. Try and make me look good. He goes on to
0: say at breakfast as well, apparently he was limping around trying to get his bacon and eggs that morning and then Scotty rang him up and he went straight up to his hotel room and Scotty rang him up and said, mate, I need to come up and see you. And he goes, yeah, mate, no worries. Give me five minutes. Puts all the ice under the bed. <laughs> When he comes on in... Tidied the room up. Yep, tidied the room. Nothing to see here. And goes on and plays and plays bloody well, Rob.
1: Yeah, he was dominant in that (laughs) grand final as well. It's amazing what the body can do once you push it through that. But... And knee and and different sort of injuries are easier to do. Hamstrings are a completely different beast, particularly in high pressure finals. Yeah.
0: What about that Nigel Lappin one? That was a famous one in two thousand and it?
1: Yeah, two thousand and three. So we know that uh, Jason Akermanis came out oh. and said that uh, he'd broken his ribs at the start of the week when no one really did. looking after your mates there. <laughs> so the, the famous old story is Lee Matthews um, captain's run, which is the night before the the game, the grand final first emergency puts him through the fitness test and apparently belts him, absolutely shreds him, spear tackles his ribs and, and does everything he can to make sure he first passes a fitness test. They reckon it was the most brutal thing they've ever seen. Jonathan Brown's spoken about it often. Went on to puncture his lung. Punctured his lung, heady. You probably need both of them as well We're walking into a GFA. <laughs> the night before the grand final. So they reckon on the way to the ground, the grand final, he went separately, went to the hospital, loaded him up with as much painkillers as he could get. Just numbed it completely. About forty minutes before the bounce, they still didn't know whether he's going to play. So he's got broken ribs, punctured lung. Went out there, dominated, and, and the rest is history. Goes on to, to win, but they reckon he got belted the night before.
0: Well, after hearing that, I think the hamstring will be alright. <laughs> Max Holmes is going to get up for it, I reckon. <laughs> Eight minutes past ten o'clock. One hundred four point seven. Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Tom and Travi Head for the next month. And we've got a massive game at the SCG tonight. Rocky, the uh, Swans take on the Collingwood Football Club, mate. Set to be
1: a belter. Yeah, it should be a ripper. Not like last night's game. I think this one will be close, as we've spoken about uh, most of the season. Collingwood just stay in games no matter what what the scoreboard uh, or the the feel of the game is like. They mm. always seem to, to hang around and be in those games. But I think the Swans are going to be too good up there at the SCG. They were too good for Melbourne a fortnight ago, and they had four or five stars that were just down. Heaney didn't have much of an impact. Warner that night, Buddy, uh, the McCartan brothers down back. So I think Sydney will win this, and, and I th- actually think they'll win the grand final. But it, it, we're set for a ripping contest. Both teams play that tough Tough brand of footy, always in the game. Sydney's pressure, though. The way they just hunt and want to win games of footy, I think that's what sets them apart uh, against Collingwood. Collingwood... We know what they've been able to do this year. They win all those close games and even last week it wasn't a blowout game but they played pretty well so they're pretty settled as well but I think the Swans at the SCG will get this one done. How much would they take out of um, a month
0: ago, Rocky, when they actually played up there? They got done, the Collingwood Football Club and Craig McRae come out on 360 I think it was Monday night and said that he actually coached poorly. So you've played at the
1: MCG, you've played at the SCG the dimensions, is it that big of a difference? Yeah it is. It's just a, a contest everywhere you go so the MCG there's a lot more space you can find holes and whatnot where the SCG it's just congested tighter there's not as many holes you can't you can't play that uncontested brand of footy which we know Colin would like to play as well so they're gonna have to change the way they play a little bit but Sydney's midfield is so tough and strong and Luke Parker leads from the front, rampy down back. So I just can't see how Collingwood can get through and beat the Swans today at the SCG. How do
2: you see it playing out, Hedy? I think it's going to be the Bud show tonight. I think everyone's hoping for that. Um, But yeah, it's going to be interesting how Collingwood do it. Um, Paddy McCartney had a field day with him last time. I Mm. think he had nine intercept marks. Um, If they want to play that fast pace, they're going to have to find another way of getting through that. Sydney at the SCG, a little bit like Lions at the Gabba. I think they set up beautifully for it. And yeah, I'd love to see Bud... Just to cap it off. The next two, I think they get home.
0: Can we just talk about the uh, little incident that the Collingwood boys had as well, sort of pre-game? So there was a there was a car crash involved. Is that right, Eddie?
2: Yeah, Josh Carmichael. Yeah, they've, uh, I think it was a little three uh, car prank. The car doesn't look in great, Nick. Um, I,
1: from all reports, uh, they're okay. They're ready yeah. to go. They travelled up there. A, they'd be a little bit sore though. You'd
0: have to be banged up from that,
1: wouldn't you? Yeah, I think if you had a car crash, you'd have a bit of whiplash and whatnot. So they'll have to uh, pass fitness tests or Mm. or make sure that they're okay today. So just a a spanner in the works for Collingwood. But... Again, you can't write Collingwood off this season. What they've been able to do from 17th last year to a a prelim final, potentially a a win away from a grand final to take on Geelong, the AFL would want Collingwood to win. Yep, They would want 100,000, two Melbourne teams, but I just can't see it happening. Sydney too strong defensively since round 15 this year. They're the second best team in the comp behind Geelong defensively. They just don't give up scores.
0: That's how we see it playing out here at the Dead Set Legends. Triple M rocking football from 11.30 today, if you don't mind. One hundred four point seven 47 Triple M. 15 minutes past 10 o'clock, One hundred four point seven 47 Triple M. It's the Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Tom Owen, Travi Head for the next month. Time to get all the latest news out of Melbourne. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. <laughs>
2: AFL newsbreaker, Jay Clark.
0: Jay-Z Clark joins us right now. The cat's way too good for the Lions last night in the prelim final, mate, but Maxie Holmes is the big story. Yeah, it's going to be the massive story this week. There's no doubt about it. Jeez, last night's game was over, early. It wasn't the
5: second half. I mean, we admire the Cats, but she was not a snooze-fester mm. after halftime. It was one-way traffic. Max Holmes. So we heard Chris Scott after the game said, look, we're optimistic uh, he will play. He'll have scans today, and that will reveal all, really, because if there is any sort of injury to the, the hamstring uh, muscle or belly, then he won't play in seven days. I think he needs a miracle. Um, we know Stephen May played with an eight-centimetre hamstring tear in last year's grand final. But Holmes is an explosive runner, isn't he? That is his go. He needs his wheels. I don't think the Cats, particularly with their midfield depth, Parfit No, Connor waiting in the wings. I don't think they would take a risk uh, on an injured youngster, but the scans today will be crucial. The Cats are hopeful. It's just a neural pain. Remember Jack Ginevan, um had a hamstring issue against Sydney, got subbed out. He played seven days later against Carlton. Mm. So this, this this awareness sort of does happen, but I think at this point um, he needs a miracle. He's certainly long odds, and I doubt the Cats would be taking um, a risk
2: on Max Holmes if he is in fact carrying a hamstring injury. Beautiful. Now, Jay-Z, this Essendon coaching stuff gets better and better. Zach Merritt <laughs> at the uh, luncheon yesterday made his intentions very clear about James Hurd. <laughs>
5: yeah, like, what, what, what is Zach doing, honestly? like he, Players play the straightest of bats if, Like every time you talk to them. But anyway, he gets in front of 600 guests at a function a week ago. He was asked a He's asked the question, is James Hurd the man to coach Essendon? He goes, no, nah, not really. Um, you know, everything that happened, you know, yeah. <laughs> sort of a bit, you know, maybe go down uh, some other path. So, look, Zach, Zach Merritt is a bit red face, isn't he? Like, it's embarrassing. You know, Hurdy would be flat with him. There's no, <laughs> doubt, no doubt about that. Like, he should have just said, oh, yeah, look, you know, we all love Hurdy and he'll go through the process and we'll see what happens. It's not up to us. Like, it's not a hard question to answer. But anyway, he's texted Hurdy, said, sorry, mate, I was taken out of context. I've spoken to someone who was in the room um, that day and they said unequivocally he let everyone know quite clearly that he didn't think James Hurd um, should get the Essendon coaching job. So, did <laughs> you you know was he taken out of context? I don't think so, but what options does Zach have at this point? He's out a merit? Let's be honest. so um it's tricky. I spoke to Brad Scott yesterday yeah he he wouldn't be drawn specifically on the and links. He said it's not something I've contemplated, but he did say I'll always have that coaching bug. It'll always be that itch that I want to scratch so that's interesting. I think um. You know, he could potentially come into the frame if Essendon aren't happy with the sort of the assistants that are on offer. Um, but I think they'd have to sort of twist his arm in a sense. He's AFL operations manager and he said he's loving that role at the minute. But he didn't shut the door completely. Mm. Made just a slightly, slightly ajar.
1: Come on, Jay. Give us something. You've got $1. Who's coaching Essendon next year?
5: Um, I think Adam Uze is the frontrunner. Um, I think uh, he would be the man that uh, I'd be backing at this point. Um, Heavily favoured to get the GWS job. I'd be thinking Adam Uze is the man. But, Rocky, you're the man with the scoops and the mail and the hot guys. What's
0: your take?
1: Rocky believes Brodie Grundy's coaching it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, uh, when I've got good mail, I try and use it. But uh, you have better mail than me. So let's talk trade news. What do you got for us?
5: Oh, we're waiting on Josh Dunkley. He's kept a lot of these clubs uh, guessing. uh, I mean, for the past 48 hours, there has been a lot of talk um, about Brisbane, more so, being um, in the box and now they're out of the finals. Over the next 48 hours, we'll really be looking for Dan McStay to leave Brisbane, come to Collingwood, of course, and uh, for Josh Dunkley to make his decision spoke to some of the Bulldogs last night. They said they were still hopeful that he was staying. And then you speak to Port Adelaide and they're obviously keen on him as well. So it's been one that the whole industry is found it really hard to get um, a read on. Look, I sort of thought Brisbane was in the box seat, but um, it certainly will be interesting. I think Junior Rioli makes his way uh, to Port Adelaide. And I agree with Ross Lyon in the sense that they're being a bit... You know, harsh. Like he's loyal to his family first mm. and foremost, rather than the footy club. So I think he's going to be a great pick up for the power, and that second round pick probably does the job.
0: Jay Z, thanks so much for joining us, mate. Good on you, boys. Good on Jay. Triple M. 29 minutes away from 11 o'clock. It's the dead set legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Tomo, and Travy Head joins us for the next month, replacing Fergus, Callum Ferguson, that is, who's just lining the pockets oh. handsomely over in India, which is just, it's an incredible story in itself. But uh. now, Rock, right, this time last year was actually the first time we actually met. Was on a on a Sunday. Well, tomorrow because we we did the Sandful Grand Final together, which was which was
1: good fun, and we actually got Jack Hayes, heady. We got him drafted, drafted. Yep, we got him drafted. We uh, pumped him up that much. Yeah, that was the first time we've met. Yeah, that's why I've done me back during the week. I've carried you ever since then <laughs> on this show. But uh, you're you're going down there again. Yeah, I've obviously uh, matured and worked my way up yeah, the so. ladder. I'm in uh, the specials now and uh, yep. sit next to JB and BT yeah. and Bernie Vince and yeah, know. all it's... the big dogs. So you're actually going down there tomorrow, though, to the Sandford Grand Final. should be should be a ripper. You've got one of the best in the business, Yader. Oh, Yader's a star, and then obviously Andrew Jarman as well in the Juice
0: Newton Cup. We're calling it heading. Obviously, McGarry for both sides, Nord and North Adelaide, and Saucy Jacobs
2: is on board, so it should be a good call. Not surprised that it's all about jars again. but um, <laughs> And good to see you got a recall. Must yeah. have done such a good job last year to get a, so exactly You get another gig back. Exactly what I'm thinking. Have you
1: seen the forecast? What's the forecast doing?
0: No idea. No, no idea. idea. Well, I shouldn't have to know yet. Like, you know, I'll know tomorrow and let no, everyone well, know.
1: I'm, I'm just nervous for you. If it's bucketing with rain and you're down there on oh, the boundary. i find myself, I myself up. up top, I reckon. I don't yep. think you will. You've got to be down there. <laughs> you got to be down there. You've got to see the you're interchange really benches. But the energy. we thought if you're going down there to the boundary <laughs> line tomorrow, let's yeah. go. Let's just give you some pointers on what you got to do to perform really well on the boundary line. All right, let's go. Greg
4: Blewett on the boundary. Yeah, for those that have just joined us, uh, Todd Marshall out late with a bad back. In came Georgiardis and Dyson... Uh, uh, <laughs> Depple, sorry, uh, out with a bad back as well. So, uh, some light changes for
1: us We'll get another run during the week. We another whole lot real there, Bluey. Oh god! And have a look. Biggers just jumping in there. Biggers just <laughs> jumped in the back of Greg Blue. But Biggers has <laughs> been really good on the boundary over the years. Let's head to uh, Red Biglands, the Triple M Gas World Interchange. Thanks, James. He's sitting right alongside the Suns
4: bench.
2: Uh, very balanced bench too, boys. Alec Megan is running through there. Um, he'll pinch it up forward. Horsley sitting right alongside of him. He'll rotate through the mids. Matt Shaw run through the back 50. Flanagan is the sub. Uh, over to the Crows, boys. Manny Yench
1: he got the, uh, the massive punch to the head last week from James Boyd. Um, in the S N F L, It really blew him in pieces, boys. Biggles. Uh, really you love it. Biggles, yes. you sound like you've had your tongue pierced. <laughs> oh, I
0: thought we had Ken Callender on the boundary. Know? I copped
2: one at Footy Train on Wednesday night, <laughs> and it's not going well. I thought that was you on the boundary heady. Mate, don't worry about... <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about Yenshi and his big hit. Biggles has copped one fair and square in the mush, and when you rock up an hour before the show, how's he make it on? Oh,
0: that's incredible, and this is this is my absolute favourite from Blue. So
2: Head to Greg Blewett for Bob James T. Got nothing for you, mate. Get <laughs> on your blueing. <laughs> Don't mind that.
0: If you got oh, nothing, no, no, you best do. call of the day. Don't no, make yeah. anything up. If you got nothing, just tell us. <laughs> oh, it uh, should be superb. Triple M rocking football tomorrow from 2.30 for the Sample Grand Final. Triple M. 20 minutes away from 11 o'clock for your Saturday morning. 104.7 Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Tom o and Trevi Head here for the next month. And Hedy, we're opening up the phones right now on 13353. The weirdest injury you've ever had. So how did you get the injury? Because something has happened, which
2: is extraordinary, happened in the year. Something's caught my eye a couple of weeks ago Johnny Bairstow Yep The best player for England at the moment (laughs) Leading into a World Cup He's had a day off Gone to play golf Slipped over on the tee box And broken his leg (laughs) Wow When just it couldn't go things wrong They come over here We flogged him in the ashes And then they come around to a T20 World Cup they got their best player The most informed player And he's out Done Missed it So it got me thinking Weird injuries, and where have they come from? Now, we've already heard a weird one today with Rocky with his back. Yes. Most, the weirdest thing about that is were doing something at home. Yeah, that <laughs> not was strange. Mm. And now, it got me thinking, Mark Cosgrove. Okay. Big Cosy, yeah? SA's own. Yep. Favourite. One of the best we've had.
1: Yep. He's fit. Fit looking.
2: Years ago, when we were going through this period, he was looking after himself. He was trying to do the extras, trying to get himself picked. He was around the Australian stuff. He's thinking, okay, been given a clip a few times about my weight. So, on a Friday... Extra running sessions, he reckons. He's gone across the paddock, cut the corners, done his ankle. So he comes in Monday, gone. Out for the season. Well, not out for six weeks. So Huge. Uh, Wayne Phillips was the coach at the time. And uh, yeah, he's come in. This is it. I'm not doing any more practice, uh, extra running sessions. It's it. The fitness stuff's out the window. I'm just going to worry about batting. Leave me alone. Wayne gets a call on Monday. Indoor cricket Association, Give him a call on the Friday night. How is Cozzy's ankle? He was with his mates having a few beers and done his ankle <laughs> playing <laughs> indoor cricket. <laughs> so he's trying to throw the wall over the eyes and say so I'm doing extra training sessions and he's done the ankle playing indoor cricket. <laughs> okay,
0: so you're telling me we've got a professional cricketer here, Rock, that's just going out and just having a few scoos and just trying to put a few over point
1: indoors. And he's, he's done the <laughs> he's, ankle and that's it. He's done his ankle. We've seen it in AFL as well where it's a dog <laughs> throwing the Frisbee with a dog or something yeah, wasn't? Yeah, it? It broke <laughs> his hand. Broke his hand. <laughs> yeah, broke his yeah, the, hand. the
0: weird way he injured yourself. Mm. Now, mate of mine, this is uh <laughs> this is actually not that long ago to be honest, probably a couple of months ago. So he's a he's a trade, he works eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, doing physical labor, right? Misses training, footy training one night, because he uh did his back while trying to pat his cat. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> was he got a cat I in the first place? God. I swear to God end of the bed goes down and back just seized up and he comes to comes to training and he goes boys I'm no good nah I'm trying to uh, you know touch Tinkerbell there oh. and not so good What you've just got to lie and say you've done it at work do you not? Yeah so- well cozy
2: has gone to lie and then he said he reckon he's doing extra running sessions and for 10 years oh, I've not seen Cosy do one I reckon I don't think
1: he's doing extra running sessions so I've done me back this week that yeah. we spoke about earlier when I went to pick up the young fella I was doing the yard work so I was in here talking to our boss, Matty O'Reilly. I was yep. saying, mate, you wouldn't believe it. I've done me back. And I'm, I'm strewn it. He goes, I did me back once. And I said, how? Sneezing. Hang on. He did his back sneezing.
0: Our boss, Matty O'Reilly, did his back sneezing. Sneezing. This is the man that had two days off for hay fever last year too, remember? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's bubble wrap material. <laughs>
1: He, so he went to see the physio. The physio reckons that a lot of people do their back sneezing.
0: Okay, I like this. Let's open it up, actually, on one triple three five three, The weird way you injured yourself, okay? Was it, yeah, did you do your neck yawning or something just weird ass like that?
1: And fair prize as well, Tomo. Oh, my
0: God. We got double passes galore to go see Eskimo Joe. Do you know what? We're actually playing a bit of Eskimo next to get us there to the calls. But this is going to be superb. Cannot wait for this. Tuesday, October 4th. TheBeBeTheatreFrontierTouring.com. The Weird Way You Injured Yourself. Some Eskimo Joe tickets to give away as they get us to the calls. one 3 Hit us up. Triple M. Triple M. 12 minutes away from 11 o'clock. It's a dead set legends. Tom Rockliffe, Tom Owen, Travie Head joins us for the next month. We're opening up the phones on one triple three five three. The weird
2: way you injured yourself because something happened to Johnny Bairstow. Is that right, Eddie? Yeah, Johnny Bairstow on the golf course slipped over, broke his leg. He won't be coming to Australia.
0: <laughs> Can you believe it? Like, he made a hundred against us in the Ashes, didn't he?
2: Played beautifully. He's been their best player for twelve months, and they're just starting to get things right and whack. Sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you
0: had another story uh, as well, there, Hetty, about Cosy Mark Cosgrove. Yeah,
2: Cozy, early days of Cos trying to do the extras and saying how, how well he's going, the fitness is going great, and he's bunged his ankle on an extra run he reckons. And they got the call from the Indoor Cricket Association on the Monday morning asking how his ankle was after a few beers on the Friday night.
0: He's just rolled his ankle at point. Oh. You think
2: he's going to get away with it? Mark Cosgrove in Adelaide at the time, just about played for Australia. You can't miss you, mate. big, the, the big. Ego from the Big (laughs) Grove. I love this. Let's go to the phones, Rocky. Here we
1: go. We got Sean from Para Hills. What's your weird injury?
0: Oh, mate,
3: get the old back. Yeah, get dressed in the morning, uh, have a shower, get all cleaned up, uh, go to get dressed. Then down to put the socks on and twang like a piano string.
1: No No way. Three
3: three months, mate. Three months before it was good. Three months. Three months. Absolutely, absolutely shot the disc, clean out, clean out the back there. So wow,
2: the back seemed to be a very constant uh, theme here. Um, yeah, thanks. We're going to go to Jimmy from Mitchell Park.
3: Yeah, good day. Uh, I hurt myself in the gym um, on one of them bikes. You know, the richy ones that go up and down like a like going a mountain, following a TV like yeah. a special park. Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, the one I that, mean no
3: that one my uses. Mate, I had well, I gave it a try. So I got on there, gave it a try. My mate's smashing it. I think all right, I'm going to go too. So I'm up and down, up and down, jumping up and down, and I slip off the pedal and crushed the old fella on the bottom of the seat. It's one in- Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh mate. no. Mate, oh, I was in so much pain, I, I went to the uh, bathroom, had a bit of a chuck, and it ended up I, uh, I ruptured uh, something inside. I had a bit of blood leak into the old uh,
1: oh. coin
4: purse. Oh, yeah, just,
3: yeah, just Yeah, it's just me showing off on a bike. Well, I ain't doing that again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good go, As we go out to and we got Tracy there. Tracy, what's the weird way you injured yourself?
2: Hi, guys. Um, I'm still cringing from that last one. Um, yep. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, my, my, it was my partner. Um, he was um, at work, lunch break, in the room, sitting down having lunch, dropped his muffin and leant over to pick it up and bang, there went the nerve in the back. Oh, <laughs> oh he's
1: no. He's back. That'll
0: pick
5: teach you, Trace. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The grandkids gave him hell
1: for weeks. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, that's oh. superb. Stay there, Trace. All right, let's head out to Pablo from Warrato. How'd you uh, hurt yourself? Might just be Pablo, I reckon, Rock.
3: How's it going, guys? Good morning.
1: Hey, thanks. How are you?
3: Not too bad, buddy. Uh, my with uh, I had a I had a, my sinus. I had a really bad sinus, and like you know, I was coughing, and I ended up with uh, three fractured ribs. <laughs> From coughing.
1: From coughing, you've fractured your ribs. Three ribs,
3: yes, buddy, yes, yes. Oh wow. dear! Bit
1: of pain
0: oh, yeah. there, perhaps? Uh, a lot of pain, believe me. Back on air, boys. Um, I don't reckon we'll take any more <laughs> any more calls right there. Old Pablo just uh, <laughs> sort of dropped the magic. Drop the magic, but I tell you what, he's passionate, Eddie.
2: He's passionate. He's stiff about the sneeze. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So thank you so much for your calls, and we won't go to any more just in case that happens again because we're live, live right now. Um, Eight minutes away from 11 o'clock. Thanks so much for your calls. I reckon we give Pablo the double pass. What do you reckon? (laughs) 104.7 104.7 Triple M. It's the dead set legends. Tom Rockcliffe, Tomo, and Travi Head for the next month. And Hetty, I don't know about you, mate, but I'm sick and tired of hearing about Tom Rockcliffe's almost moment in 2013, where
2: he almost won the Brownlow and he can do this and he can do that. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm sick to death of it. That's been the whole morning so far. Has been, yeah, 2013. And if I played <laughs> the midfield, he was an
0: absolute shoo-in. Oh, seriously. So we thought we'd go right to the top to a man that's actually won the thing and done it very well in 2003. Mark Rashudo, Rupert, you got us. Ah, oh, thank God
3: he didn't win. It would have been like Shane Way Woden winning. Wow. Yeah, we Rocky. Did you nearly? What happened? Did you play the umpires off or something?
1: No. Nah, well, I played forward Roo for the first 13 rounds, and then went in the midfield. 19 votes in eight weeks. I think it's the most votes anyone's polled in an eight-week period. But I tell you what, I'd prefer to I'd prefer to almost win it than share it with two other people. Oh, like no. oh, if you win it with oh, if, oh, if you win it with two other people, is it even like winning it?
3: Hey, you know why you like that? Because you're selfish. I'm a team player. (laughs) Uh, That's what I like doing.
1: Hey, Rupert, you're jetting off
0: tomorrow night, mate. It should be an absolute beauty. It always seems a cracker of a night. You must be looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, I haven't been for uh, a few years, uh, but um, because of COVID and everything, so uh, got the uh, holidays from Triple M breakfast. I thought i will wander over and have a bit of a look around and... uh, It's always a good night, get to catch up with a few boys and uh, have a bit of fun, Uh, so it should be a good one.
1: Speaking of uh, Triple M Breakfast, we're led to believe that you actually took someone that you host the breakfast show with to a brown one year, Chris Dittmar, what happened that night?
3: Oh, seriously, I thought, you know what, bit of team bonding, once again, share the love, get to know your teammate even a little bit better, so... Thought I'd take Ditz along with me and, um, you know, show him around the, uh, the crown and uh, sit on the past winner's table and because he loves his foot. He grew up in the footy change rooms down at Alberton and, and he's a bit, you know, one-eyed like a lot of Port Adelaide supporters are. But anyway, <laughs> I took him over there. You know, he's, he was right by my side the whole way. We are in Qantas Club having a couple of beers and then get over there. We've got a car pick us up and we get to Melbourne and go and have lunch together, have a couple of beers. He would have been as carrying soon... your
1: bags too, wouldn't he?
3: Oh, yeah, he volunteered to do that as well. That was good. <laughs> and then as soon as we got in the door at Crown Palladium, whoosh, he was like a dog off a chain. He was like a greyhound. He brought lights. Out of Box One, uh, he was off. Did not see him for the rest of the night. He was oh, gone. Man. This is fair, dinkum um saw him dancing on the dance floor at the after party thought he was i don't know who he thought he was but he was having a good time and then i go i gotta to go to bed we got bloody breaking radio in the morning i go to bed about 12 ish and um i get a knock on the door about uh, i don't know what three hours later or something like that i'm starkers go and knock on the door and it's a bloody um you know someone who works at the uh, casino is this bloke? Is this bloke in your room? He didn't know where he was, <laughs> didn't know what day it was. It was dits, and he looked absolutely cockeyed there at about three in the morning. So I dragged him in, put him in his bed, and uh, we had a great night. So he's fair to say he's been scrubbed off the brownie list, old dits.
2: Oh, bright <laughs> lights got him, uh, Roo. You're a betting man, um, gambling, obviously, responsibly. But who are you who are you picking tomorrow, on uh, tomorrow night?
3: Um, well, probably whatever Rocky picks I'll go against. Because, geez, you've had a shocker, Rocky. With You said Brisbane were going to win last
1: night. Oh, ex- excuse me. <laughs> what
3: sort of tip was that? I I've never had a
1: chance. I listen to your tips on a uh, – well, I tipped them the week before. You tipped Melbourne. I listen to your tips on a Friday morning on God the breakfast Almighty. show brought to you by Lockleys. Are you yeah. any danger of tipping the punters out there a winner this year? Well,
3: no, I've been, I was eight out of ten, if you don't mind. On a Saturday, I mean, that's that's best, best in world sort of stuff. So anyway, <laughs> Brisbane last night was terrible. Let's get back to the Brownlow. Um, i look. I don't really mind who we. I think it's pretty open. I'm going to go for Clayton Oliver, but I'm you know I'm not a huge rap for the lad, but I reckon
1: he'll probably win. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What? Why not? He looks
3: angry all the time, doesn't he? <laughs> you
1: yeah. played a little bit like that though.
3: No, nah, I was smiley. I was sort of smile. That's why I got the votes when I shouldn't have, probably Rocky. No,
1: nah, and uh, it was actually good to see that we re signed down at Albert and Josh Carr. You, you were angry that night.
3: Oh, hell. Ah, oh, Carrie. It's good to have Carrie back. He's a good lad, Carrie. Um, no, nah, he's a good friend of mine. We get on really well, me and Josh. Uh, it'd be good to interview him <laughs> on the boundary line. He'll <laughs> <laughs> give me as much as what Ken Hinkley gives. <laughs> <ditch>. <laughs>
0: and Rupert uh, Loz has yeah. obviously taken off to, to Bali for a couple of weeks and she's been yeah. banging on for a month that it's mm. a it's a nice little self-help trip but my yeah. mail is as soon help as she help. touched down it yeah. was double parked on the bin tanks she needs more than self-help old oh, Lozzy, that's the last thing she needs' <laughs> it's
3: be Chappelle Corby, mark too I anything. <laughs> anything, anything could happen over there but she, we might never see her again <laughs> uh, but, uh, she, you know, it's a real red flag for me when you travel on your own, yep. and that's what she's doing, Loza. but uh, you know what? She's a great girl. She's a lot of fun, and we're very happy, very lucky and happy to have her on our show, so uh, the hard work for her rolling in the two old grumpy fellas on a Monday morning, I would have thought.
0: Uh, love your stuff, Rupert. Thanks so much for joining us on the Dead Set Legends, mate. Enjoy tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. 20 minutes past 11 o'clock. 104.7 Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Tom Rockliffe, Tom Owen, Travi Head is joining us for the next month, and we're loving having his company. All thanks to Betfair as well. Betfair.com.au. Their Brownlow predictor has been right three years in a row. Make sure you hit that up, Betfair.com.au, and always gamble responsibly. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's time for the, the Crystal, Crystal Ball. Ball. Right, hey Hedy. We've lost Rocky. He's gone down to AFLW, uh, doing his nice duties there for Fox Footy. So it's me and you, mate. So the crystal ball. So this is where we predict something for over the weekend or could be down the track. So I predicted a couple of uh, weeks ago, so you're going to have to help me out here. Uh, you're going to have to go player of the series this summer.
2: Player of the series this summer? Yep. Pat Cummins. Oh, is it? No, it's you. Oh, me? No, oh, I've, you're saying coming mate, up. Oh, mate, oh, wait, I, I was about to say, I wasn't going to do it two years in a row. Well, I've pre- <laughs>
0: I predicted it. I think you're going back uh, to back. Well, yeah. There we go. What about Thanks, you? Mate.
2: Have you got one for us? Uh I'm gonna go well Geelong are home and hose, so I'm gonna pick a Norm Smith for the G F. Okay. Tyson Stingle.
0: Tyson Stingle.
2: One of the great turnaround seasons, delisted. Yep. All Australian. Mm. I reckon he breaks the final opening be what puts him over the line in the G F and I'm gonna go, yeah, yeah. he'll kick Three or four and, and take home the all. Mate,
0: he was very good last night too. Very good. What a comeback. What a year he's had and
2: Eddie's been unbelievable for him okay, up there.
0: Okay, so I reckon the Swans get it done today. So, I, and I think the big Budwa, well,
2: I've got him for four goals or more today. I love that. I reckon <laughs> it's going to be the Bud show down yep. there.
0: In Is, uh, so they take on, obviously, Collingwood uh, at the SCG. You hear all the action live here on Triple M as well. But I reckon he's got four in him today and uh, puts them into a into a grand final. So I reckon Geelong, Sydney grand final. Who do you, Who do you think wins that today?
2: Yeah, I like Sydney as well up yep. there. And, uh, yeah, I I reckon Buddy's going to put on a show for us tonight. It's going to be great watching. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. And next week will be unbelievable. Yeah,
0: it'll be super. Righto, we're out of here for a Saturday morning. Make sure you grab the podcast as well on the listener app, LIST. And uh, Tommy Rockcliffe, Tomo and Travy Head signing off for a Saturday morning. And the rub, the boys are just fired up. And I see Bernie Vince as well. He's He's ready to jump in and dominate the next couple of hours. So make sure you're hanging around for that. Listener is the app you need. L-I-S-A-T-N-R. The Rub is on next here at Triple M.